Good afternoon. Welcome to the weekly livestock market update. I'm Brownfield Anchor reporter Megan Grubner with us as always to talk all things markets, University of Missouri. Scott Brown, good afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon, Megan. All right. So we're going to talk livestock slaughter today. We'll talk a little beef production in there. Uh, we'll talk some cattle on feed and preview next week's cold storage report. But to kick things off, let's recap what happened this week in the markets. Yeah, on the cattle side this week, uh, live fed cattle were down $2.50. Uh, those feeder cattle markets were anywhere from steady to $2 lower this week. We were also down on the future side with the February live cattle futures contract down a dollar and a quarter and the March feeder contract down a dollar 90. Choice box beef also fell this week down $6 and 80 cents, uh, really led by ribs uh, down more than $30 on the week. Uh, on the hog side, cash barrels and gilts were down a dollar 90 this week. The February lean hog futures contract closed down 35 cents. And we also lost on the pork cutout value. It was down $1.50. It sure has been uh, a little bit of a struggle bus for the cash hog market. It has not been able to find some momentum or support. And that's not just been uh, since the holiday. That's been really quite a few weeks in a row now. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, I've talked about some of the general economy drag, and I kind of wonder if we're not starting to see a little bit of that uh, creep into what we're seeing in the, especially hogs, but uh, cattle market as well, of a uh, little less strength than we need. So let, let's hope that changes or, or I guess the other side of the equation is let's get some cheaper costs coming at some point. All right, let's talk weekly solder numbers. Scott, as we take a look at that picture, how are we starting off the year for both cattle and hog slaughter? Yeah, so for the week ending January 21st, USDA is telling us a run of 646,000 head of cattle this week. That is 15,000 head less than what we did last week, um, but 9,000 head above the same week a year ago. Uh, while on the hog side, a run of 2.51 million head this week. That's down 153,000 from the big run we had last week, but 95,000 head above where we were a year ago. And we still aren't talking year over year numbers, and we'll get to those uh, as, <laughs> as we get a few more weeks under our belts. Uh, for 2023. Livestock slaughter was the first report that came out this week. Scott, I think we should talk a little bit in terms of beef production and pork production for the year. Yeah, that's right. So we got the December uh, 22 data this week. So full year for 2022 now. When you look at beef production in December of 2022, it was 2.2 billion pounds. Uh, that's down 5.8% from where we were in December of 2021. Uh, whereas on the pork side, pork production also 2.2 billion pounds for December. Uh, that was uh, down 7.2% uh, relative to where we were in December of 2021. When we talk about that beef cow slaughter number, and that's a number that you and I have really kind of laser been laser focused on uh, throughout 2022, are you surprised to see where it ended up at that 10.9% for the year? Yeah, so it, it continues to tell me that, uh, you know, we're liquidating. And, and when you think about uh, that back-to-back -back years, so both 2021 and 2022, uh, pretty high beef cow slaughter, it just tells me that uh, it could be interesting to see uh, beef cow inventory that we get here at the end of the month from USDA. I'll, I'll say on top of that, it's, you know, it's more than beef cows. Uh, when you see uh, heifer slaughter that was 4.8% higher, uh, it tells me we aren't holding those heifers back. And that really shines out in the data when you realize steer uh, slaughter 
was actually down 2.1% for the year. That's a really interesting comparison looking at where beef and heifer slaughter is uh, in comparison for our steer slaughter numbers. So I want to talk a little bit about, uh, we talk about beef production, we talk about pork production. I think it's really interesting as we're talking about the amount that are coming out or coming in, in available per animal, because that's uh, showing some significant changes. Yeah, you know, so just just a little bit of look at uh, what's been happening since 2000, I think is is instructive. And, and it reminds me to say, you know, we're going to rival 2014 levels when it comes to the beef cow inventory and, and maybe below that. We won't rival uh, low beef production. Uh, and, and the reason is productivity. So when you look at what's been happening beef per cow over the 2000 to 2022 period, we're 14.4% higher. Uh, you know, Megan, I'd say a majority of that is higher weights. Uh, we can talk about some additional uh, calves per cow on, on a U.S. average basis being part of that. But, but much of it's just heavier weights. Uh, the hog side is the one that just continues to, to be incredible. 45.1% uh, 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 more pork per sow in 2022 than what we saw in 2000. And if you just want to, to think a little longer, uh, it's only 158.7% higher uh, than where it was in 1980 when you look at uh, pork per sow. So uh, phenomenal growth in productivity. That's That's been part of what's been helpful, I think, uh, to these industries in terms of, of that productivity growth. And that on the, on the pork side of things, that's not just weights either, right? That's right. You know, you're going to get combination of uh, uh, increases in, in uh, turns of sows per year, as well as uh, pigs per litter, uh, all being important. I think um, weight's been one of the, the critical pieces there, but uh, all three of those are important in the mix of productivity. We're going to wrap up today talking cattle on feed numbers. I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder. Uh, we have talked about placements at some point have to start to pull back. And apparently uh, December <laughs> is the month that it chose to do so. Yeah, I thought you were going to sing happy days are here again. I, I thought that's how yeah. we're going to steal my thunder. Uh, <laughs> so for, for sure, we're getting further indications that, uh, you know, Slaughter in 2023, especially later half, is going to be lower when you, when you see what we got out of the report uh, today. So placements uh, in December were down 8% relative to a year ago. Uh, on feed January 1, uh, down 2.9% uh, relative to a year ago. All, all those numbers are just pointing to what is fewer uh, cattle, slaughter-ready cattle coming as we get further into 2023. Uh, you know, briefly, I just, you know, look at the, the weight uh, placements by weight categories. You know, we were down 156,000 head in total in terms of uh, uh, placements. When you look at that, a third, 55,000 head a decline in placements in that less than 600 pound category, which just reminds me that, uh, you know, this is going to continue to reduce slaughter even more as we get further into 2023. Does that also, I mean, we're going to talk about, if we're reducing slaughter more, we're going to talk about less production, we're going to talk about less availability. That obviously uh, might be a little bit of a silver lining uh, for producers. You and I have talked about expansion or maybe um, starting 
it, it being further down the road, if we get moisture and we start to see some green up and we start to see some grass with the scenario that we're set up economically, potentially, could that maybe speed up getting us back to an expansion mode? It, it could. So, so weather's one of those big wild cards and I'll say grass is important in this conversation. I also think corn's important in this conversation. Um, what, what happens in the I states in terms of uh, spring weather, early summer weather? Uh, if we were to talk about corn prices moving down, which I tend to say with better crops this year, that, that certainly is likely the case. That combination could really change the cost situation from what's been a couple of years of, frankly, record costs uh, on a per cow basis to, to maybe some easing. Uh, might make feeder cattle worth more in feed yards if they get to feed $5 corn instead of $7 plus corn. So, so I think there is this weather piece of that puzzle that's, that's difficult to decide. And, you know, we said here was still a lot of dry weather. I'll say we sit here with a lot of lack of subsoil moisture. Um, and, and so it does take rains at the right time to get the green grass that you uh, talk about. But, but we should pay attention to the, the potential implications of more than adequate moisture helping uh, recovery. I don't want to oversell that. I think you know, we're probably still headed for a period of time of, of, of no real growth. But uh, better pasture will change that. That's for sure, Megan. Scott, it's always great to see you. Uh, a relatively quiet week for us next week. Yeah, that's right. We get to talk cold storage, but that's really the only report we're gonna gonna have out next week. And then, obviously, looking ahead to cattle inventory numbers, which come out on the thirty first. Yep. So that's that's going to be the, the the big piece of this puzzle here of uh, where do we come in, and you know we're starting to see some pre report estimates. Uh, or at least folks talking about where they are. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there going, I'm wondering if we're gonna be north of 29 million head slightly or south of 29 million head. Uh, the more south of 29 we are, I think the more excited we could find uh, cattle markets here. I would say, right, like that there's opportunity there, but does that also give us a little bit of caution thinking about a uh, uh, a global economy and a U.S. economy that that may not be rebounding fast, quickly. There, there's there's a, a lot, lot of pluses and minuses on the ledger as we look ahead, um, and and I, I think this is back to you and I talk risk management all the time, and I'll just keep saying the volatility, both in cost, both in potential cattle prices, in the general economy, all those things could turn what might look positive one day into something a lot more negative the next or vice versa. And, and being able to figure out how to do a little bit of risk management relative to that volatility, I will keep saying I think is important in 2023. Scott, it's always great to see you. We will chat next Friday. Sounds great, Megan. So have our weekly livestock market update delivered your email box every Saturday morning. Go to brownfieldagnews.com. You can also submit questions and comments on our website. And if you'd like to full rundown of what's going on in the commodity markets, make sure to check out John Perkins Market Minute every afternoon. Have a great weekend. I'm Megan Grebner for Roundfield.